It, is it a spoiler to say that Charlize Theron is more attractive than Seth Rogen? <laughs> it is not a spoiler. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is a review number 557 with a review of Longshot. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Um, this week, uh, we're gathered here together to talk about a little film called Longshot. And uh, also, we're going to finish up a few reviews um, of some things that we saw at the SF Film Festival. It's been a been a crazy week, um, but we're trying to get you a few things. Steven's going to be gone for like the rest of the year. No, yeah, <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> Steven will be gone for a few weeks, so there's going to be some things kind of uh, pumped out along the way. And then uh, we'll see what we can do about some other reviews for some, some fun things that might be coming down the pipe uh, as well. But, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about Longshot. Uh, how are you feeling tonight, Stephen? Eh, not too good, not too bad. <laughs> like, I'm in, in traditional form, I'm coming down with a cold, right, as I have to get on an airplane like eight times in the next week. Yeah, um, so, so take note, listeners, of the way he sounds right now, and then take note of the way he may or may not sound in about two, ups, two reviews yeah, yeah. Um, that we're all recording back-to-back. Yeah, but in a week, I'll be at Cannes, getting ready for... Uh, Jim Jarmusch's zombie movie, which is opening that one. Uh, Tarantino did make it, so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will be a part of it. Nice. So if I can beg on the street long enough, maybe I'll get in to see it. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I won't see anything. Either way, I'm excited. <laughs> what is the chance that you'll go all the way there and not get to see anything? Literally nothing? I'm going to say very low. <laughs> not get to see the highlights? It it depends. Well, I, I'm still trying to think if I have like an angle that I can use, like... If you give me an invitation, I will record a podcast episode <laughs> for you. <laughs> for you specifically. Yeah, like, just for like... you. Custom RSS feed. Scan the QR code on my <laughs> lapel. <laughs> nice. We'll see. All right. So uh, seeing some big films there might be a long shot for you. Mm. Um, but we're here to review a film about a long shot for somebody else. Yep. Um, so what do you say we get started, Stephen? Sure, let's do it. We're going to take a listen to the trailer for Longshot, and then we're going to come back and give you a review. Charlotte, I would like to endorse you to be the next president of the United States. Oh, my God. You've been a great secretary. Of state. Which state again? All of them. Is the secretary of state looking at us? I kind of know her. It's like kind of knowing a mermaid. Do you tell people that? She probably doesn't remember who I am. Secretary Field would like to speak with you. With me? I can't shake this feeling that we know each other. We do. We do? Picture me, I guess, maybe like 20 years younger. But like this. Florsky? Yeah! What are you doing these days? I'm a journalist. You're a great writer. But sometimes you're a little too much. I don't think I am too much. I actually think I'm the perfect right portion. It's really nice to see you again. Okay! Crack it down! I'm okay! Do boys you just call me a cracker? What? Is the relationship exactly? I used to babysit for him. You babysat for him? Wow, time has not been kind. I need some writers to punch up my speeches. Fred's writing is really good, and he knows me. Oh, I feel so scared. In order to write better for you, I should kind of get to know you better if you have a minute. I actually have seven. Seven minutes in heaven. <laughs> it's your 
What is your favorite? Book as a kid. The Velveteen Rabbit. Favorite song? Must have been loved by Roxette. Most embarrassing moment. I don't embarrass that easily. I don't either, really. What's your favorite sexual position? Normal? Front-facing <laughs> normal? What kind of question That's is that? That's all it took. Look at you. Uh, what, what's your favorite sexual position? Don't be gross, Fred. Do you like date? I mean, who wants to follow me around the world and hope I have five minutes to be affectionate? Yeah. We did almost just die. We actually did almost die. We need to move you. Thank you, Agent M. It's Pretty Woman, but she's Richard Gere and you're Julia Roberts. Honestly, this has been the best few weeks of my entire life. We asked a thousand constituents how they would feel if Kate Middleton, I see where you're going with this, were to start dating Danny DeVito. Pretty negative reaction. Last time you got high was at a Sing Doctors concert. We had a situation. Huh? I'm in so much trouble. What's happened? Are they out of water? Wow, <laughs> oh, he's so bendy, huh? Oh, ouch. All right, so uh, the story of Longshot, uh, it's a film about a, uh, <laughs> a schlubby guy who is a journalist who recently has become unemployed, and somebody he has known long enough, or uh, a while back, happens to be the current Secretary of State, and she is getting ready for a run to become the first woman, woman president, and uh, she decide, uh, runs into him and decides to scoop him up to be a writer on her secret campaign that she started. And it is the story of uh, this long shot that this one guy has to potentially uh, um, end up with this girl who may or may not be out of his league. <laughs> um, it's, it's not a spoiler to say she's out of his league. Yeah, I, I think. It, is it a spoiler to say that Charlize Theron is more attractive than Seth Rogen? <laughs> it is not a spoiler. Oh, well, I mean, Spoilers for all the blind people out there. <laughs> it's, it's a spoiler for Seth Rogen, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, what did you think of Long Shot, Stephen? I thought this movie was charming and also kind of a letdown for the exact same reason, uh, which is that it feels like it could have come out 15 years ago and starred Katherine Heigl. Um, <laughs> so the, the charming bit of that is totally there. This is the type of movie that doesn't really come out much anymore. It feels like a very, very traditional rom-com with kind of traditional funny beats and traditional romantic beats. And, you know, there's, there's slapsticky elements. There's silly humor. The guy gets the girl who's way out of his league. Um, it has, like kind of the cheesy, the the dated song references. And it has all these things that feel like the kind of movie that would have come out when I was in, like, eighth grade. I would have, like, taken a date to see it, and it would have been amazing, <laughs> right? We'd be laughing our asses off. You'd it would be the best movie. hands for the first time. Yeah, I would hold hands. I would come instantly. <laughs> you know, it would, it would just be a perfect 13-year-old. <laughs> and that's why even Dude. to this day, you yeah. won't eat popcorn with butter it, on it. That's true, yeah. Um, by, by the same, <laughs> but but by the same token, I think I also wanted this movie to be things that it is not interested in being at all. Like one thing it is not interested in being at all is a trenchant political satire of anything <laughs> at all. It's going to be a really interesting pairing of like on our website we will literally have knock down the house followed by yep. long shot, yeah, which are like. 
theoretically should be films within the same ballpark of type of characters. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. I'll, I'll let you continue. Yeah, but, but they are not at all. And uh, again, I'm going to say I know this movie does not want to be a political movie. Like, th- that's not what it's trying to do. It isn't claiming to be a political satire. It's clearly not set up that way. But it's just really hard in a world where <clears throat> things like, like Veep, for instance, I was mentioning before the show, we're watching Veep in real time right now. And if I compare, like, June Diane Raphael to, like, Anna Chomsky in Veep or Ravi Patel's character to Tony Hale or, like, like anyone in this movie, the things that they do that are supposed to be hinting at, like, political tricks compared to, like, actual political satire, it just falls very flat to me. Yeah. Um, I think nowhere is it more clear than in Andy Serkis' character, uh, Peter Wembley, who is, like, the clear Rupert Murdoch, like... Wait, that was Andy Serkis? That was Andy Serkis, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. Worst use of polygons. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but, like, when when you... So he's clearly a thinly-veiled Rupert Murdoch, and and the way they make him be Rupert Murdoch is, like, I'm bad, and I, you know, have lumber interests. And, like, that's it, right? They they don't do anything else more interesting. You liberals are the problem with everything in the world. And and you compare that to even, like, a medium good character in Veep. And the good character is, like, more twisted and more, like, soul-crushing than that usually. But uh, but it's fine, of course. This isn't trying to be that movie. But I also think it makes the the characterizations not completely fleshed out. Like, Seth Rogen is supposed to be this Brooklyn journalist who's kind of on the cutting edge of the... He's on the revolution, right? He's, like, a far-left figure. He's fighting the big government. He's fighting big whatever. He's the Tom Hardy from Venom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's Tom Hardy from Venom. But, like, when you look at the things he writes, the articles are basically like, they're fucking fracking. We should fuck back. Fuck this shit. Like, like it's it, it's <clears throat> empty calories, basically. It, like, yeah. they aren't making him be about anything. And by, like... Comparison, they also aren't really making Charlize Theron be about anything. Like, her big new initiative... She's about the the bees, the trees, and the seas. Yeah, exactly. Her initiative, bees, trees, and seas. It's the kind of thing that anyone can get behind. Which is fine, again. Like, of of course, just trying to be rom-com. That's just my own stick up my butt, is I feel like they didn't want to commit to them as, like, full characters. So they didn't give them, like, real points of view. Uh, So that kind of bothered me a bit. But I'm curious how you feel about it. So a few people have asked me what I thought about this film. And the thing that I always say to them slightly slowly is I may have enjoyed the film better than the film is. Um, and that is to say that like the film is not really good by any stretch of the means. Um, I am watch- I watched it and in real time was like, this film is pretty bad, but it does have the charm that you're talking about. Like, I, <laughs> at the end of the film, I was like, did I like that movie? Mm-hmm. I had fun at moments. And, and part of the thing, too, for me, which was kind of confusing, is this is a comedy that I watched in a mostly empty theater. So I was in a row where there was, like, a couple, three seats down from me on my left, and then one guy to my right. And then the way our, our stadium seating is here in the in San Francisco was we had these little barrier walls so you can't see anybody else. So it felt like I was in a completely empty theater except for the three people <laughs> in yep. my row. And there was no vibe from the audience. There was no, we are collectively having fun. There were some times when I giggled. <laughs> there were some times when I smiled. And I like I I find Charlize Theron charming. I find Seth Rogen charming. Mm-hmm. And they there is enough 
of just them being them to carry me through the film and not make me hate watching the experience or hate the experience of watching it. But there's nothing that I walked out of there going like, yeah, that was really fun. I really enjoyed it. But it was like, I think I kind of enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but it it just, it wasn't that great. And, and like your, the stuff you're bringing up about how this is not a film that is political satire or, um, or a thing where it's trying to communicate a political message, but it, it, it's trying to though, which is the weird thing. So it is not trying to do that, but the character is trying to do that. And her attempts to do that are the crux of the entire relationship. Like Seth Rogen, I mean, minor spoiler, but knew her when he was really young and was infatuated with her drive to clean up the school. And now as an adult, he's infatuated with her drive to clean up the planet. And she can say bees, trees, and seas all she wants, but she never once says what any of her plans are. She just repeats the name of the plan. And literally, he is a fucking speechwriter for her. And there are scenes where they get together and like, read this first line. She's like, "That that is great. And you never hear the lines that he's writing and it's like I, it, I can't tell if it's because they're trying to be four quadrants so they don't want to commit to any real anything for them because they think that'll alienate someone maybe but it's, it's just so weird to have like they could have just had her trying to become the first woman president mm-hmm. and that's it and that's enough like just make her do normal potential president shit like she doesn't have to be this person who is like at all costs all of my life has led to the moment where I can save the planet. Like, it, it's the type of people who would be offended by the messaging of this candidate will be offended by your non-message of that message, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there's no way that somebody who is like, oh, environment is made up by the Chinese or whatever. The, <laughs> I don't even know what yep. the, the... But like, anybody who would be, oh, environmentalism is stupid and we don't have to care about the planet. It's all made up shit by the liberals. Though those same people will already be in, you will have lost them just because the character said bees, trees, and seas. So not actually having her make a state, like you should walk out of this movie and go like, she made some sense in there, right? Like, (laughs) like just, it doesn't take a lot to put anything behind the thing that you're trying to say. So it's like, I, I, I couldn't help but feel like left hanging or that every moment of the film was falling flat whenever it was dealing with anything other than, Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen looking at each other and giggling, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, they have honest-to-God chemistry. I, I was going to say and, that the best part about the movie is they have, like, real chemistry and it's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's never, like, there there is there's a joke in the film that there are polls going on. They're like, what if this attractive person married a potato? <laughs> like, it, it, I really it, thought Fozzie Bear was going to be one of them. <laughs> like, they're, so they're making jokes about how... Uh, opposed from each other they are on the attractiveness scale, but they make a good couple. They have great chemistry uh, outside of, like, the outfit that Seth Rogen is wearing for the first half of the movie. Like, there's no reason why anybody would not want, like, be mad about seeing them together, right? Yeah, I mean, AOC proves that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think her boyfriend felt seen by this movie? Uh, oh, AOC's boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> I... I do wonder, <laughs> but but either way, but you know what I mean. Like there, there's there. Are basically, a, a statement I've made many times about other films is, if this film was cast with anybody else in those two roles, it probably would be just awful. 
but it it survives simply on the chemistry of those two and their standalone personalities as well. But there's even scenes where like there's a there's a big we'll say moment of excitement between Seth Rogen and his friend at at a point near the end of this film. And even the dialogue that's being said in that in that moment you're like, "Huh, I see what you're doing there. And it's kind of funny, but it's also really not funny. Are we talking about O'Shea Jackson? Yeah. Political views? To me, that was like the epitome of the movie, like not wanting anyone to be about anything. Yeah. Because it was like, what? That's not how that conversation happens. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean. It's like it does. None of those scenes. None of those scenes feel natural. They just feel like. Oh, I can see why you wrote that, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it just—it's—it's it's a film that I don't know. I—I—I I, I, I enjoyed watching it enough, but it's definitely not a film that uh, I remember much at all. <laughs> yeah, and I like this. All sounds pretty negative, and the, the reason is that I felt pretty happy watching it, and like it's my brain that is turning into like, why did it not completely click? Because I do think, like, the cast is really good. I like yeah. Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen are really good together. O'Shea Jackson, except for that one scene, I I like him a lot. I totally understand his character. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny that a guy, like, 10 years younger than Seth Rogen went to college with him. But whatever. I'll, <laughs> I, I buy it. Um, yeah, it's... Like, like, it's a charming movie. And I, I was totally happy watching it, too. I just, like, kept thinking, if you would put, like... 25% more effort into the screenplay. I feel like you would have like a charming movie that is also like witty and true to life. Yeah. And instead you just have the charmingness. Yeah. And, and the rest, it, it all does kind of feel echoes of like old Apatowy movies or rom-com movies. Like for instance, the presence of boys to men, right? Like famous musicians performing a song in the movie. Like that felt old school. Like I, I kind of got warm about that. Um, <laughs> And and when the movie was starting, I was pretty excited because I was like, oh, Seth Rogen is basically like straight John Lovett. This is going to be interesting. He's like <laughs> hired to be like a punch up speech writer for a way more serious politician. <laughs> like, what are they going to do with this character with his yeah. like, Brooklyn-y outfit and everything? And and then the answer is they kind of make him be very – because he doesn't have a point of view and she doesn't have a point of view – all of their highs and lows feel like they come out of nowhere and then they leave out of nowhere, right? Like, he'll be he'll be upset. He'll throw a hissy fit because, like, oh, you took the C's out of the B's, trees, and C's. What the fuck? Yeah. And then it, like, it happens just like that before anyone can get a chance to really, like, talk about it. Yeah. And then it's over in another scene before anyone can rectify it. So th- th- things like that just felt, like, weirdly hurried along where, like, a little bit more... The thing, though, is I feel like whoever wrote it could have done it that way. Like, they must have had a reason why, like, if we get specific, we're going to lose people. So we're not going to get specific. But Maybe. But it's weird, too, because, like, the whole point... Of, so he's there to add humor and to help her say the things that will be opposed to the bad guys mm-hmm. um, so that they can get things passed. But the only thing he's helping her write are these personal anecdotes that have nothing to do with the task at hand for her. Yeah. They're just like, oh, when I was a kid, I did this thing, and then uh, fuck two proms, right? Like, that, that's yeah. that's the only thing that he's doing. So he, it, it's, if she was like a stick-in-the-mud, only 
do work, 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 and not have any personality at all, which is impossible to do for <laughs> Charlize Theron, um, then maybe you could use him as the foil to humanize her and bring her back from that. Right. But she always has her own personality. There's mm-hmm. never a scene in this film where she's lacking in personality. It's just that she really cares about these one things. Yeah, she's just lacking in dumb personality. <laughs> yeah. And he's not there to to bring her away from where she is. He's there to help her be where she already is. So I just, mm. I don't get the motivation behind that character. Yeah, I, and I think like, so again, I think their chemistry is the best part of the movie. I think they work together very well. I still don't feel like the script makes me buy her falling in love with him. Like they didn't really have a... An insight. There is an inciting event. I, t- I take that back. <laughs> but a long, a long-standing inciting event. Like they didn't. I mean, really, it's not that long. They they <laughs> didn't show me the thing that like he gives her that she realizes no one else can give her. I I, I don't know. I still liked it. Like I, I'm dunking on it only because I I wanted this movie to be really good. Yeah. And I felt like it could have been really really good. And instead, it like had it had the tone and the warm vibes that I wanted, but then the content just felt like phoned in in a way that i didn't enjoy in a universe when there is like a ton of other things with trenchant political satire that still managed to find room for the same kind of charming elements that this movie does yeah maybe in not 2019 (laughs) where the world is going to shit anyways yeah that's the thing this movie was made like 20 years ago it feels like yeah and it's funny too because if you if you go back and rewatch the trailer this film technically delivered on everything it advertised. Mm-hmm. It just, you're like, oh, this is what happens when you just do that sort of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's really an interesting exercise. And like, this is what happens when you take all the boxes and nothing else. Yep. <laughs> and that's what, that's this film. Um, nothing else besides great casting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, I will say Joanna went out totally positive. I was middling. So like... I don't know. Your mileage may vary. Like, depending on how much you're charmed by the leads, maybe it's going to be enough for you. Maybe. All right. So should we get to verdicts? Sure. All right. Stephen Miller, if you're going to give the same must-see, recommend with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I went in with a desire to do recommend with a caveat, and now I've talked myself into a, <laughs> like, rental, I feel like, just by discussing it. But I did. I was happy I saw it. And, like, there's not that many of these kinds of movies that make me happy. Fuck it. I'm giving a recommend with the caveat. <laughs> I'm holding my ground, even though I don't think it bears up to scrutiny. And I think in this current political climate, it says like negative nothing. Like like it, it isn't just not saying anything. Like there are things like that O'Shea Jackson turn at the end where it's like trying very hard to say what I think is a actually dumb message. Um, <laughs> but with all that said, I feel like it is a very old school, charming rom-com. I feel like the leads deliver. The secondary characters are funny enough right and you get to see andy circus in a fat suit so what more do you want i still can't believe that i didn't recognize that as andy circus he just just the hair was so distracting that i was like what is this guy (laughs) um but yeah so uh when so when i like log a film on letterboxd i I don't do i don't do star ratings or anything the only thing i ever do is heart or not heart yeah heart or not heart that's the only thing i do because Posting a star rating like an hour or even a night after I just left that movie just does it doesn't seem I just I can't I, I can't commit to something like that. Mm. I literally sat with this thing open like, do I heart this? I think I kind of hearted it, <laughs> but I don't really heart it. And I feel like if I heart it, I'm saying it's good, but it's not good. But I kind of hearted it, and then eventually 
I believe that I did not heart it. Mm. <laughs> um, so I'm going to leave it as, as, as a wait for rental. Um, I think there is some fun to be had. And it's more like, it's more like when you're like when we're choking before we start recording. Nothing we're saying is particularly insightful. No, no. Oh, or, hell no. Or the world's funniest thing. But we can crack ourselves up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a film where like, if you're thinking of it in that way, you can crack up. Uh, if you're like, who's this person trying to make me laugh? It's not going to be funny. <laughs> I, I buy that. <laughs> I, I do want to say, though, Swastika Tattoo, great, funny. <laughs> it's really funny. It's the main one that comes to mind. Yeah. It's the only time a Swastika Seth Tattoo Rogen is funny. Seth Rogen gets some good like one-liners in there, too, I remember. I just don't remember which ones. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I think that's going to do it for this review of Longshot. Uh, Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? People can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. Um, if you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. Um, if you want to know the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning. Uh, facebook.com slash the warning or instagram.com slash the warning if you want to get a hold of us directly you can send an email to fans at the or you can use the contact form on our site music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to long shot so hopefully you're enjoying that um and uh yeah we are going to take off we have a few more reviews to record for you um and uh yeah we'll be sprinkling those in over the next X amount of time. (laughs) And uh, good luck with your travel, Stephen. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Boys, the men, ABC, BBD. Mm -hmm.